0: Bismillah, rahman rahim. alaykum alaikum, rahmatullah. Welcome to the eleventh session of Midnight Moments. So yesterday we were talking about fasting of the nafs and disciplining the soul, and we talked about the muhlikat, these diseases of the heart that we are trying to discipline ourselves and correct and and work through, and so. While there are certain diseases that we all struggle with, there are also these different manifestations of our individual struggles and the things that are unique to what we need to work on and what Allah has created or manifested in our lives for us to focus on. And in order to know more detail what we need to work on, we need to look at ourselves, and this this practice of self-reflection and inkishaf, self-awareness. So bringing more awareness to why you do these things that you do, why some of these uh, behavior patterns establish in you, and looking to identify these muhlikat that are specific to your character. Um, and so a central practice in this process of self-reflection is watching ourselves, um, looking within in this uh, to increase self-awareness, but a specific practice of introspection. And so this is called muhasabah. And this is uh, something that Imam Ghazali talks about in his 38th chapter of Ihya al-Lumudin, the Kitab al on al And basically, Ghazali talks about this practice of muhasaba as as if it's a, a literally like a, a an accounting process of like a bookkeeping process for the soul where where the, he talks about this analogy of like the akal taking account of the nafs and this transactional bookkeeping process and he talks about the day the beginning of the day asking the soul to to hold firm to Allah's commandments. And then at the end of the day, taking a tally and examining, what did he do throughout the day? What did we, you know, this is for for us to look back on the day and take account of what we did. So we're literally like bookkeeping for ourselves. Um, And often the the ayah from the Quran that's used to talk about this practice of mahasabah is from Surah al hashir Oh, you who have believed, fear Allah, and let every soul look to what it has put forth for tomorrow. And fear Allah. Indeed, Allah is acquainted with what you do. So this notion that, of course, Allah knows what's in our hearts. Allah knows what we're doing. But at the same time, we need to look at ourselves and take responsibility and take account for it before we're taking, being taken into account. All right? So Sayyidina Umar said, examine yourself before you're examined, right? We all know that we're gonna be held accountable and be, and the day of judgment, we're going to be judged for our actions. So not to wait until that day, but to every day uh, look at what we're doing and, and make an effort to correct it, to clean our hearts. And so we're instructed to hold ourselves accountable and be in this state of nafs al being this you know reproaching yourself and in the quran it says i i i swear by the nafs alawama the reproaching soul to the to the certainty of resurrection so you know we are going to be held accountable and the way of the believer is to reproach him, him or herself so why did i do this why did i eat this why did i look at this and actually, these different aspects of looking, hearing, seeing, Muhasabi, who we have talked about in previous sessions, and who actually is named for this practice of Muhasaba because his character was to be very introspective. Muhasabi, um, in his book, Risala al Mustashidin, says there are six things. Six things that we need to make mahasabah on that corrupt the heart, right? And and which is why we have to watch for them. So hearing, sight, speech, smell, the hands and the feet. So if you think of this as like all of our senses of how we interact with the dunya, these are all ways, mahasabhi talks about them as doors to the heart, right? And and so what we do with these senses, what we do with interacting with the dunya, um, it can enter into our heart and really begin to corrupt our heart if we're not watching and being careful with what we take in. Um, and and in Surah Al-Isra, it's, Allah says, indeed the hearing, the sight, and the heart about, um, About all those, one will be questioned. So it's about taking account of what we're doing with these senses as we go through our lives. And so it's important to practice uh, to to establish really this practice of putting ourselves in check, so that we, you know, for many of the reasons you're talking about, but also so that we're not spiritual bypassing. We talked about spiritual bypassing the other day that we can wind up, our interaction with the dean can be transactional rather than transformational. And so when we take ourselves into account, really look at what we're doing and not avoid, not just sort of brush off the things that bubble up in us, but but take them face on, then this is how we can uncover uncover the crust on our hearts because you know we keep mentioning he who knows himself knows his lord and this is the thing is that in the center of ourselves is this access to the truth access to Allah and his reality of tawhid but it's covered over by these uh this crust on the heart from these muhlikat which are just we accumulate naturally by being in the dunya and so we need to dig for this sort of gem that is hidden within us, this pure self. We need to dig for it and clean it and work. Um, and so there were some questions in the past few sessions that I wanted to address now because they're relevant to this discussion of muhasaba. One of the questions was, how do we open up to uncover those underlying issues and address them? So this is really the process is that watching ourselves doing this practice of muhasaba is you know you you spend your days looking at your behavior looking at your reactions to things um, you know like we said why did i do this why did why did i have this reaction and if 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 we're not conscious we're not self-aware we can go through the day and not even notice that we're having these uh, negative reactions or or maybe even character traits that pop up because we're just sort of disconnected. But as soon as we start to tune in and take account, we start to uncover these underlying issues. And, and we may not even know what the underlying issues are, but the, by, by watching our behaviors and our reactions to things, it can be signs and signals to what where we need to focus and where these underlying issues are. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about that, about that that really, you know, looking at what irritates you even. You know, if you find that you're irritated by somebody, making a note of that and looking into that, what is it? Why was I irritated? Um, There's something in there that you need to look at and sort out. And it may lead you to understanding some knot that you need to untie in your own heart that's usually connected to something where you covered over, right? where something oftentimes in early parts of our lives we get stuck in patterns because of this emotional needs not being met. And then it creates this thing where we continually come to Allah's creation to solve these problems, and we, we have these repeating patterns. And so by looking at those patterns, um, and taking your responsibility for them is how we can sort of start to open, like we were saying. So then the, the, the light can enter into these things. So then there's another question that said, uh, asked, when we have identified the blockages, do we work on it one by one? So really, we have so much accumulated. And this is lifelong work. You know, This is something, this is why it's a daily practice. But really, what I would suggest is be with what comes up um take it day by day look at your day what was present today and be with that right so so you're you're this is remember we talked all last week about presence and being in the moment and really surrendering to what Allah is creating in each moment Rab is you know continually manifesting and Allah brings things to you as signs even these difficulties in your life and little mishaps and tribulations in each day are indicators and opportunities for you to know where to work. So I would say, do we work on it one by one? Work on it moment by moment or day by day. What comes to you, be with it and look at it. So you don't need to sort of do everything at once, uh, nor do you need to do it successively in some specific order other than what's coming for you. And then there was another question, is it possible for one to deal successfully on their own, like no need for a professional? So I would say uh, for some things, yes, and for some things, no. Um, And this goes for both, I, I would say, just sort of guidance in this process of development. This goes both for in the realm of psychology as well as in guidance on the spiritual path. Uh, there is a reality to needing a guide, right? Um, We need somebody outside of ourselves to help us see what we need to to have this mirror. We can't we can't do everything on our own because we will be um, we're we're deluded by ourselves. We'll tell ourselves that we're doing better than we are. We can be susceptible to shaitan easier in this way. Whereas when we have an outside party to reflect. And who ideally somebody who has walked and traveled the path in a deep way, they can reflect this and help you guide you along that process. And so, um, you know, it's ideal to have a professional, either a sheikh or even in the context of psychology, um, ideally somebody working from an Islamic framework. but, you know, these things are difficult to come by, which is a reality. So a lot of people don't have access to somebody, a professional that can help. And you make dua that you can have a guide in whatever way is best for you. But meanwhile, you can. there's a lot of work that you can do on your own um, and, and be successful. And so I think this practice of muhasabah is one of the central tenets or aspects of how you can do that, because it is a individual practice that you can incorporate into your day every day. And this should be a constant internal practice so that when you do it, you're doing it internally as you, you know, ideally you're even throughout your day, immediately after you have an, uh, an interaction, you reflect on it. And you say, well, what, why did I just do that? You know, what's going on with me? And you're taking responsibility, whereas oftentimes we project onto other people. And we we make the problem about the other person. And it may be the other person's fault. The may the, the other person may be doing something wrong. But what you're but by focusing on that, you're missing the opportunity to learn something about yourself and to grow in yourself. And so you have to sort of practice really not making it your business about what the other person needs to do, but looking at it as an opportunity for you to work on yourself. And this is why. You know, we are we are mirrors for each other. Even in the most difficult relationships, these are often blessings for us to uh, reveal things to ourselves. Uh, and so as much as it should be this internal process, I recommend at first keeping a journal and literally having a bookkeeping. You know, Ghazali uses this metaphor of bookkeeping. I recommend make it a book, uh, get a journal, call it your Mahasabha journal. And every day, ideally, if you can do it throughout the day, as soon as things happen, you write them down. But even if it's at the end of the day, like you suggest, this is really, really, really useful um, uh, process to do, to to have a a muhasabah journal. Um, So what you're looking for, writing down, is where these muhlikat show up. You know, where did you get angry? Um, it's 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 okay in this journal. It's probably good to balance to to write down things that you're grateful for, things that maybe uh, are positive. But where we're really going to find the places where we need to do this work and this cleaning of our hearts is where you look at these muhlikat, these diseases coming up. So that's when you get angry. Um, what did you get angry about? Uh, Why were you jealous What about that person specifically? What what was it about you? And you you can be explicit in this way, you know, not to avoid, but to really know that like by facing these, this is how you're going to go through them, not around them. You know, if you just hope that they'll go away or hope that you won't be angry, all you're doing essentially is kicking the can down the road. You're going to have to come to terms with this at some point. And this is why these patterns keep reoccurring until we face them. Um, And this is a difficult process. This it's it's uncomfortable to look at what we don't want to own up to. Um, And this is why it's like sitting in the fire. You know, we have to sort of deal with that heat in order to get the light of illumination in our heart. So so we should take account of ourselves. And and if you can have a guide in this process as well, somebody that can help you through that, then I think it's, I recommend this um, if you have access to that or, you know, even seek it out. And in this, you know, month of Ramadan, when shaitan is locked away, shaitan is locked up, but this is a Good opportunity to start this process because it may be more mild for you. Maybe uh, because Shaitan is locked up, you're able to delve into this a little deeper and take advantage of this time. Uh, but then continue this practice throughout the year. And even if you happen, to, you know, if you're completely clean in this month, Shaitan is not getting to you, and your uh, your your soul is uh, shining and illuminated. Uh, still, you can look back on the year and take account of what, what have you been doing with your, uh, these six, you know, pathways to the heart. And and uh, write these observations down and be, be candid, be honest with yourself. You don't have, you know, this is for you. You don't have to share it with anybody. So you're not dirt, airing your dirty laundry. Allah knows what is in your heart, right? This is what he tells us. Allah knows. So take yourself into account before you're taken into account. And so Use this journal as a way to uh, come face to face with these things. Uh, so, I just want to end with uh, answering a couple questions and then we'll uh, close. Um, let me see how. How can we know that the level of Mahasabha our, on ourselves is efficient and we are not putting so much pressure on ourselves? okay, this is, this is a great question for leading into our session tomorrow because what's really important is that we do this process that's built on mercy. We have to be merciful with ourselves. Um, and tomorrow we'll talk about self-love and mercy as the building blocks really for doing this work of taking into account because it's not about, it shouldn't be based in shame and guilt, right? And, um, and so you shouldn't really be putting pressure on yourself and really, allowing yourself to understand that just the effort, just making the effort uh, opens the doors to deeper work. So not putting so much pressure on yourself. Um, um, Are there books you would recommend for further information regarding watching the self? So I believe uh, this book, Muhassabi's book that I mentioned, I believe Imam Zaid Shakar has made a translation of it. I can't recall the the title, but uh, in English. But if anybody knows, you can put it, uh, uh, or we can put it in the, the comments, inshallah. Um, and there was also an, another question the other day about books, uh, about traumatic, helping with traumatic events. Unfortunately, not yet is there one written from an Islamic perspective per se um, that I know of, but there are some books that are not from an Islamic perspective that are I would they're they're good for for trauma specifically trauma being stored in the body because this is really a uh, an understanding of how we can unlock some of the, the trauma that people have experienced. So uh, a couple of good books are "Waking the Tiger" by Peter Levine. And the body keeps score by Bessel van der Kolk, uh, but again, uh, these aren't from, from Islamic perspective, but they're they're, they're good books. Um, okay. Uh, how do you So when doing uh, one more question, when doing mahasabha, how do you figure out what the exact problem is? Can you please give an example of questions leading to treating the problem and removing it? So I would say, you know, treating and removing the problem, you don't want to set too high of a bar. This is why having a guide uh, or or a professional can help in, you know, if you're thinking about treating and removing. But really, Allah can remove these things from you by you uh, making the intention and doing the work. And so... um, you don't have to figure out necessarily what the exact problem is. You don't have to like psychoanalyze yourself and get to the heart of what the problem was and understand it mentally or cognitively. What it is, is you're, you're initiating this process of being open to taking account of yourself. And what that does is it, it puts you in a state of presence of being with what is, and often what is, you know, a, when we're in a state of presence, we're opening to Allah's reality and Allah's presence, but also we're opening to our own self and our own heart. And what is in our hearts, yes, underneath there is the ruh, shining this pure light of the presence of Allah, but then covering over that is these blockages. And so just by being there, being present in your heart, being present in yourself, will start to open these things. And this is where, where, where Ghazali talks about this fourth stage of illumination. It's not that you have to understand cognitively or mentally what all the problems are, but that you you look, you watch, you observe, you're in this place of self-awareness and this creates this opening. and then in this opening, you're always coming back to the remembrance of Allah. And so this is why you know with this practice of tafakkur, you're opening yourself breathing in this illumination, right? Breathing in this uh, remembrance of Allah, that then this is where the healing can come. So it's really uh, profound that we have this access to direct healing that, which is then the fifth stage where we can we can transform our states can literally transform by Allah. So this is what I would say. Uh, tomorrow, please join us again, and we will talk about um, where to really root this practice in love and mercy so that we're not uh, coming at it from this place of shame and guilt thanks for joining me inshallah I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah